All right, welcome to a special bonus episode. Usually you would find us here on Tuesday nights doing Tuesday Timeline. However, this week we are taking a break from from that format. We are going to take a look at New Japan Wrestle Kingdom 18, which took place on January 4th from the Tokyo Dome. Of course, I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, you watched all five hours. Be five and a half hours. Five and, and a half hours. And on top of that, you know, with with how detailed I am in watching these things, I went back and watched um, several things over again. So in oh. total, it, it was seven hours. Good grief, Charlie Brown. <laughs> so, so you guys can ever say that I don't do my homework for these things. Now, now Ben, let me, before we get into this, so, what do you know about Wrestle Kingdom 18? I mean, I mean, what do you know about Wrestle Kingdom itself besides like what I've told you or like? Well, I, well, as I've admitted in in you know past episodes, I think this is this is either the third or fourth um, you know New Japan show that we've covered. Um, I'm sorry, I can't remember which one, but. Um, but to be honest with you, I don't know too much about the history of it because, yeah. you know, I've always I've always said, and this is true, that New Japan is just my one, uh, you know, hole in my wrestling knowledge. And then this is why I'm this is why I'm asking because I'm now going to explain how this all started, how this all began. So, oh, cool. Because I didn't even know until I, I mean, it would be so cool to go back and watch this, all these old ones, but it'd be kind of odd at the same time because, like, I'm watching an old show from, like, 92 in 2024, like, but, like, a Japan, super, a Japan event, New Japan, yeah. it would kind of be odd to watch it now when it took place so long ago. So... It's all started in 1982 with New Japan Starcade 92. Okay. And then they they had Fantastic Story, Battlefield, Battle 7. Now in 1996, the precursor to Wrestle Kingdom was called Wrestling World. So from 96 to 2005, they had yeah, till 2005, they had Wrestling World. Then in 2006, they took a break and they had the Two-Gun Shido Festival, which was invented by Brock Lesnar versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And which was that? That was the Two-Gun Shido Chapter 1 event. Two, okay. uh, yeah, two, I, two, remember, two, I remember hearing about that. 2006. 2007... We got Wrestle Kingdom one. Okay. So Wrestle cool. Kingdom began in two thousand seven. Very cool. I love having Elio on the. <laughs> I mean, he he he, he fills in so many gaps and just just helps me not look like a moron. <laughs> so I mean, it would be it would be hard for me to go back and watch all these uh, Wrestle Kingdoms as much as I'd like to because. The early Wrestle Kingdoms had like a whole bunch of tag team matches, one after another. They were like eight man matches, ten man tag matches, twelve man tag yeah. matches. 
And for that very, for that very reason, um, I could I don't know if I can make it through them. Japan seems to love their tag team matches. <laughs> well, and and I can appreciate that. I don't. I don't. No, I, I mean don't... I I like it, but I mean one after another after another. Sometimes yeah. we we need a break between the matches. Yes, absolutely, and especially especially when you're watching it, and and you're somebody like me who. As you're watching it, you're doing research to try mm -hmm. to better understand, um, yep. you know, what's going on. Because one, you know, watching these shows, and I don't, I don't mean this in a, in a disrespectful fashion, but I think every time I've seen a Japan show, including, um, you know, the beast, the beast from the East special, um, uh, several years ago, mm -hmm. the Japanese crowd throws me off. Because I understand that they're quiet out of respect for that, but it's like I caught myself several times because I thought a lot of a lot of these matches were awesome, especially like the four big matches. You know, these guys did fantastic work, and 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 the Japanese crowd is sitting there not making a peep. That's why they're all quiet because they're 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 actually enjoying the match, but they just. Uh... They just uh, don't, uh, the only thing they do is they don't have to like get up and make noise and stuff. They just sit there quietly watching the matches. Yeah. Well, and, and, and as an American wrestling fan, that's just odd to me. Like, yeah, I know. Like, here too. Like, uh, I've been you know. to live, been to live WWE events or live wrestling events, and the crowd just like goes crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it was it was just something that I had to calibrate myself to, much like when we do the old uh, old retro shows. Now, oh, however, um, the ones that will really will really be hard for you to sit to is when they only have they have a live open mic and there's absolutely no commentary. Those events are hard to get through because it's just wrestling. There's no commentary. Well, and and yes, that would throw me off, and, and you know, and I'm so thankful that that this show and a lot of you know the unless, the, unless you unless you do your own commentary. <laughs> well, and I I could do that too, I, but not with the Japan shows because yeah. I don't know enough about even the current roster to do it justice. Yeah. No, I'm, saying, I'm saying unless you do your own commentary yeah. for those ones where it's only a, a live open mic. Yeah, so... So, wait, go on. No, I was just saying, so it's an adjustment to watch these shows, but once I kind of got into it and and we got um, to a certain point, then I was like, okay, I can, I can handle this because it was, it was still like Badass wrestling. All right, so we see we link to Wrestle Kingdom 18. Absolutely. All right, so of course this was uh, the the kickoff show had the New Japan Rambo battle, which is their battle royal for the Kings of Pro Wrestling 2024 Championship at New so, Year's at New Year's Dash and the New which, Year's Dash, which occurred the next day. Yeah, it usually takes place the day after. So, um, and I think, 
Um, I don't think we're gonna cover that show because it, it's a stretch to even cover this one because it. No, you know what? No, you know what? Five days ago. No, you know what? I'm just gonna give you the results because I have them in front of me right after right. this one. But but I would be very open to covering Battle of the Valley. Yeah, we'll look at that. Yeah. Um, that's um, on the thirteenth, so that's in four days. So I'd be very open to covering that yeah, because that. after after what I saw. Um, fo- folks, from from this, I would be very willing to look at more uh, new Japan wrestling shows, and um, that would be cool for me because I always love to learn more about professional wrestling. I'm not one of those guys who pretends to know everything. Like I'm a. See this? Right, I'm gonna say this right now. Outside of wrestling POV, Ben is like the best host co-hosts I've ever had because all the other co-hosts I've had in the past just I tried to bring I tried to make the shows fun and entertaining and they were just boring yet Ben is right here and he and he makes it fun well and uh thank you for saying that I appreciate it and uh you know I I love working with you both on this show and on um and uh, on wrestling POV because you, you know, just love, every, you just love my anger. My anger entertains you. Your well, entertainment is my anger. Well, there is that. Oh, yeah, my anger is your entertainment. I'm not gonna lie. When when <laughs> when, when, when Elio gets mad at the class at large, I'm uh, I'm very entertained by that. Um, but but I've also sat on shows where we were both mutually pissed off at the same thing, <laughs> and we were and we and we were just sitting there in silence, you know, looking at each other in in the camera, um, you know, and, and we're like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> <laughs> so luckily, we didn't have any of that on this show, but um. Speaking of uh, uh, New Japan Rambo, I was thrown off by this because I looked it up prior to watching the thing, and yeah. apparently um, there's there's four winners to this, and then yes. they and then those four competitors have obviously a fatal four way for the actual championship um, yep. at New Year's Dash, so. Mm-hmm. Knowing that going in helped, but it was still very, very random to like, you know, once the fifth guy got eliminated, like, oh, match is over. Now, 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 now did it throw you off when they switched from Japanese commentary to English commentary? Yes. I, I, yeah, because yeah, I was, I was like, wait a minute, why is this Japanese? Because I, when I downloaded it to watch, it said the English commentary. So right. then when I heard Japanese commentary, I'm like, okay, did I download the wrong one? And then... After that, it's which I'm like, okay, that's yeah. And, I, thought um, it was, I thought it would have been all in English, but yeah. So, um, so because of what I just explained, folks, I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest to Elio maybe that we skip the the, the Rambo and move on to the next card only only because for a lot of these names. I'm, and I'm not bullshitting you. I don't. 
I don't know enough about them or, you know, their storylines in New Japan to talk about a match on this scale. Well, there's storylines through the staff, but we have, but, uh, yeah, I mean, really, all we can really say, there wasn't really much to this match for me. I didn't, it, for me, it was just a way to get, like, other names onto the pay-per-view. But I mean, Having said, I mean, not to cut you off, but but for what you just said, and I 100% agree with you, there wasn't much to this, but having said that, it was 32 minutes long, yeah. which, which by <laughs> far is the longest thing on the show, yeah. which, is, which is why I feel weird not going over it, but to, if I told you, if I ran down the list of everybody in this thing, I don't even know who the majority of them are. I don't, so really, I, like, I, I don't really think there is like set storylines here. I think it's just it's just like uh, wrestling, just matches. Because I don't, it's not like WWE and AEW where they have like a storyline going. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I could go down the list of names. I mean, I could tell you who I couldn't tell you all of them, but I could tell you some of them. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. Okay, so we have Gabriel Kidd, and I'm going to explain some of these names to you, though. We have Alex Coughlin. Actually, Carl Fredericks was in this. He was Clark Connors' partner at one time. Okay. And, uh, of course, now he's uh, Eddie Thorpe, so. Oh. Yeah. So I didn't know that Eddie Thorpe had history in New Japan. Eddie Thorpe, that's why uh, when I mentioned the name Carl Fredericks, that, that's his name. That was his name in New Japan. Oh, okay. And well, then uh, when, he, when, he, when, he, when he went to NXT, they changed him to Eddie Thorpe. They should have stuck with Carl Fredericks. So let me explain to you. Some some guys like this, like Gabriel Kidd, Alex Coughlin, now they are what we call young lions. Yes, and I, I do know what a young lion is. So do you know about the excursion? Yes, they oh, yeah. they go they go and and wrestle all over the world for a right. year, and right. then they they come back and and like are officially signed, right? Consi- considered a member of the New Japan roster. Yep. Then we had the, a guy that uh, I haven't heard of since I can't remember the last time I heard this name, Jeff Cobb. The last time. Look, and Jeff Cobb is awesome. Here's the here's the um tidbit for those of you that didn't watch um that didn't watch uh Lucha Underground, but he was he was the big monster, Dario Cueto's brother, Matanza Cueto. Oh, okay, I did not know that. He was yeah, he was the one in the mask. I've and... never I've never actually really seen Lucha Underground because uh, like we don't really we didn't never really used to get it unless you unless you uh actually set time aside to watch it on YouTube, you wouldn't know what oh, time dude, it was. You on. got you gotta you gotta go back and watch it. No, I, I yeah. They I had just... so many great great guys on that show. They had um they had Swerve Strickland on that show. Yeah, they had Ricochet, Puma. Yeah. And, well, they had Ricochet as Puma, and he was fucking great. That's the first time I ever yeah. saw Ricochet. I'm like, holy fuck. Um, 
Well, I mean, where did you watch uh, Lucha? I um, so I actually, I actually had access to the channel. Oh, okay. so, see, we don't get L Ray. We we have like TLN, which is Tele Latino, but they don't. Uh, it they kind of like uh, put this on like random times or like. And not even for a long time. They'll put like me for one or two weeks. That's it. Well, that's weird. But if you ever get if you ever get the chance, I would uh, strongly suggest yep. both the LAO and to our audience at large who may be unfamiliar with it, um, definitely go back and uh, check out Lucha Underground. Like, yeah, because I've seen. I know who Dario Cueto is. I know uh, Russell on there. I know they have a, that the ring that they use. Is insane that because it's all wood, right? I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. um, you know, we we know that uh, we know that the reason why they changed um, the rings in WWE is when McMahon started taking bumps. He was like, "This is too hard," and they yeah. changed the rings. Um, but um, you know, I highly doubt they would change the rings in um, New Japan. Yeah. Um, if you know, depend depending on what they have. But um, but yeah, continue going down the list of names. All right. So next we have Toa Hinari. Uh, then we have Shane Hayes to Mikey Nichols or uh, TMDK to Mighty Don't Nail. I didn't even know yeah. that's what that stood for. Um, and, and Shane Not taking calls right now. Um, Shane Hayes is the former Slapjack yep. um, from Retribution, so I'm I'm willing to bet you that he's happy as fuck to be a new fan. <laughs> then we have Tomohiro Ishii, one of my favorites. I love yeah. that Stone Pitbull. Absolutely. And Master Wado, uh, Fujita Jr., Hayato. Yeah, Fujita, sorry. Fujita Jr. Hayato, Doki. We have Sho and Yo. Now, Sho and Yo are together. They were a tag team called Rapongi 3K. So, after Rapongi Vice, which was from Beretta and Rocky Romero, after that, they had Rapongi 3K, where they had Rocky Romero, Sho, and Yo. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember Yo from being in uh, Rambo. Because he was one of the four that that won it. Then we have Yujiro Takahashi, the Tokyo pimp for the Bullet Club. <laughs> what? That's that's his uh, character. Well, no, no, I, I I know, but I'm just kind of surprised that that a pimp would fly in 2024 <laughs> as a wrestling character. Then we have Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Uh, Takashi Izuka. Now Takashi Izuka is uh, an odd wrestler. He's uh, if you see him, he wears a silver glove. I don't know if you noticed someone in the in the match wearing a silver glove. I did not. No. Okay, well that was uh, that's uh, this guy. Unless I'm mistaking him for someone else, I'm, I I might be. No, no, it's actually uh, it's actually uh, him. He used to, yep. he he wears like a silver glove. I don't know. I guess that's his character. Then we have Tai Chi. If you noticed uh, during the battle royal, a guy that came out carrying a lot wearing a long black coat and carrying a microphone, wearing a half mask. 
Um, yes, I did. That is Tai Chi. He's like, I like a Phantom of the Opera type character where he like lip syncs his, uh, to his entrance theme. Oh my God. So pretty much like Emmy Sakura. Right. Only he doesn't mock Freddie Mercury. Emmy. Uh, God, it's, it's God awful. That's why I don't like her. When I, when I saw that for the first time, I'm like, nope, I instantly do not like this wrestler just for that reason. Yeah, exactly. And of course, we had Chase Owens, uh, another member yeah. of the Bullet Club. And if I'm not mistaken, he was in WWE at one point. Oh, um, let me check uh, that. I have it open. As um, as one half of the teacher's pets alongside. Uh, um. Oh, um, Michelle McCool. Actually, well, he was he was uh, in WWE in 2012 on May 25th episode of SmackDown. Under the name Kevin Bendel, he teamed with Brian Edwards in his only appearance in a handicap match against Ryback. Okay, well, so that, that, that must be a different one. That clearly, that was somebody else. I apologize. Yeah, and uh, that, that's about it. Uh, the, the entrances, of course, we had Great Okan, Taichi Ishimori, Toriano, and Yo as the winners. Now, let me explain each character here. Well, Great Okan is. Supposed to be like some great wizard is his character. Taiji Ishimori is the bone soldier of the Bullet Club. Yeah, I did recognize him. Yo, I already explained to you. And Toriano, Toriano is like the is like the art truth. He's a comedy, the comedy portion of the show. Cool. Very good. All right, now we get into the for the show itself. Uh, the first match, tag team Ooh. match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. Catch 22, TJP and Francesco Akira versus Bullet Club War Dogs, Drilla Maloney and Clark Connors. Um, I actually thoroughly enjoyed this match. I've always oh got TJP. I, I know that character was so cool. <laughs> but, um, oh god, what, what was the um I'm I'm scrolling down to see if I can find the um the name of that character. Um and and god I wish I could remember I want, off, I want off, that off the top, the top I of want my that head. story. But I... it was it was like a demon of farmers kind of character. And, um, oh. you know, kind of like an evil version of TJP. Oh, I, um, want, I want that story, that backstory, because apparently he lost, like, a casket match or something. Uh, is what they yeah. were saying. It's what the commentators were saying. And uh, Well, and that would make sense, because because for his entrance, he came out of a casket. Yeah, uh, that's what, like, I want that story. I want to know what happened there. Cause it, that, like his uh his he looked sick in this uh in this outing like i i really loved the, that look the new look so yeah i mean it, i was like whoa what the fuck <laughs> right? um but um but there was one there was one section and i i don't like this spot just in general and in, in professional wrestling it just makes me very nervous mm-hmm. um but there was one part where um, TJP was getting hanged over the top rope by a dog collar. Yeah. 
um, very similar to how um, to how MJF got hung in his um, dog collar match with uh, CM Punk. Uh-huh. Um, and um, I personally, I just don't like that spot. It made I think it I think it made sense because of like the monster character and stuff like that. And I will say, commentary did a really good job of like saying there's a there's a human within that you know monster character that's trying to escape so uh they did do a a wonderful job and much like you i'd be very interested in um in in understanding more of that backstory because um from what the from what they were saying i'm i'm very interested um to learn more Now, Jordan Maloney, I'm just looking him up because uh, just that name. And uh, he was in WB and from 2017 to 2021, he was on the NXT UK brand. Oh, well, uh, another reason why we have Elio on the show. Um, <laughs> very cool. Um, yeah, so for a, for a sub 10 minute match, um, this was very entertaining. Um, you know, and. Um, And uh, a a really cool way to um to um start off the show. Now going in there had I had I well I did know the card, but going in I would have expected Bullet Club War Dogs to win the match. That was before I understood the evolution of the of the TJP character. Mm-hmm. Um, but only because. Like the war dogs are supposed to be this this huge deal as a part of Bullet Club, but I think I think Bullet I think Bullet Club as an entity is only a big deal now in like Japan, and even Oh, so though so it's always, it's always been like more of a big deal in Japan. I mean, uh, there have been so many incarnations. You had uh, Finn Balor's Prince Devitt, you had AJ Styles, Jeff Jarrett, Adam Page at one time was part Yeah, of the Bullet Club. And Adam um, Cole. and the, the the leader of it now, I think is um, I think is David Finley. Is it okay? Uh, I'm almost, I'm almost positive. Because I want I want to say it was a uh, Jay White, but I don't think Jay White's going back to New Japan for. No, I think it's um. I'm almost positive. Let me look. Okay, so are we done with the first match? Yes. All right, so on to the next match. And this one, I really enjoyed Hiroshi Tanahashi defeating Zack Sabre Jr. to become the new world television champion. Oh, and I'll Yes. be right back. Okay, what, what do you have for this match? I, I think we can get this done bef- before we go to commercial. So, uh, number one, he is, yes, I just double checked. He is the current leader of uh, Bullet Club. Okay. Um, but um, ta- talking about uh, David Finley. Um, but uh, for the second match, um, let me pull the card back up. Oh, fuckery. I, I always hate, I always hate, hate that part. I really like the, the ending. Zack Sabre Jr. like handing the title over to Hiroshi Tanahashi. 
You, you, you never see that from Zack Sabre Jr. in, in matches. Right, but it, but I think it was just a nice show of respect because my my understanding is Hiroshi Tanahashi is like a huge deal. Yeah. Um, no, I'm saying I thought that was pretty cool because you never see uh, Zack Sabre Jr. do anything like that in his matches. He just like leaves the ring after his matches. But so I thought that was that part was cool. So yeah, to to be honest with you, um, you know it the match was good. I would rate it like a C plus, mm-hmm. um, because you know it was it was eight minutes and fifty one seconds, and I think um, I think they could have they could have done more. Um, one thing that I actually liked because because I should and I should say um, before we get too far into this. Uh, for some reason, this match, I didn't catch the reason why, but this match had a um, time limit of 15 minutes. Oh, okay. Um, and I didn't, um, I didn't catch the reason for that. Um, but that was the reason why they had the sudden uh, ending with all of the, all of the roll-ups and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and eventually, um, Tanahashi was able to get all of his weight onto uh, Saber Jr. and lean back, and that that's why he got the pin. Um, but um, I love the technical wrestling aspect of Zack Saber Jr.'s matches yeah. because he's able to do that, but yet merge the like high flying style as well. He's a he now he's UK, but I think he's like complete opposite of Pete Dunn because Pete Dunn always goes after his opponent's fingers. I say I've never seen him do that. Well, no, and, and and that might just be part of Butch's, you know, rabid kind of thing, or Pete Dunn's rabid uh character. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you wanna see a really good um you know, technical match, I think this is it. Mm-hmm. Um the I I kind of expected Tanahashi to lose once he um once he missed the frog splash. Um so I was kind of surprised that it didn't end there. Um but that's pretty much all I can say about that match. Um which is kind of sad considering it's uh Zack Sabre Jr. But it, it it's just one of those matches that was was going very well, but in this case, I think the uh, time limit hurt it because it okay. put shack it put shackles on it where it could only reach a certain level, and and not only that, they didn't even come close to using the entirety of the of the uh, time limit either. So, um, was it a bad match? Absolutely not. I would I would never say that. It was it was quite entertaining for what it was. But I I just I expected more based on the caliber of uh, competitors involved. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that, I think we will uh, jump into commercial before we get kicked off here. But um, but stay tuned. We'll be right back with the rest of Wrestle Kingdom 18. All right, we are back, and we're going to continue our coverage of Wrestle Kingdom 18. Next match up, we have Yuya Yuomura defeating Yoda Suji. 
And I knew nothing about either guy going in. Uh, these two were both uh, young lions at one time. I, I believe um, Yuya Yuomura just returned. I believe oh. it was either him or Yodasuji that returned from uh, Excursion just recently. Okay, well, um, I didn't know that. See, again, uh, Elio proves his worth in spades. Um, let me just pull up the uh, review, review because for some reason they have a history of disappearing and it pisses me the fuck off. No, I'm kidding. Um, so let's see here. Scrolling down, scrolling down, scrolling down. Still scrolling. Uh oh. Where is this? Okay, here we go. Um. So from what I can uh, recall of this match, some some of them got lost in the shuffle. This was this was definitely one of them because I was more focusing on uh the the big four matches i'll say okay uh yeah uh and um so usually i don't fall into that trap but i definitely did for this one um let's see here i don't i i really don't think it was uh particularly memorable i remember thinking um for for one in the middle of the show and i think that this that this didn't need to be um on the main card but but in all fairness maybe that's because i don't understand the history um between these two um i did like his um I did like the finish of this match. So, from my understanding, these two um, have like a bit of a few, not a few, like a rivalry going on. From what my understanding of the commentary, because if you uh, if you want to see the commentary at the end, they're like, should these two will meet down the road? We'll meet again down the road. Okay. Well, I yeah. would, um, and, and maybe I'll be more impressed with um their match uh on that occasion but to be honest with you i can't i can't really sit here and say that there was anything uh particularly memorable about this one yeah How, for me i'm same for this one I, it was okay but it, it wasn't a bad match but the things really stood out right um and uh i i would agree um and, and in all fairness, if it is if it is part of the rivalry, then then and I had known that going in, then I probably would have been more. Well, I, didn't uh, even, I didn't even know that going in, so more impressed. Yeah. So um, the but the next match is something that I can uh, that I can comment more fully on. Um. So the next match was House of Torture versus Shota Yumino and Kaito Kiyomiya. Kiyomiya. Okay, okay, well, I didn't do too bad. <laughs> you know, 
You have to you have to give me some credit. I'm doing pretty good with these Japanese okay. names this, this evening. Um so this one uh this one seemed like it was more of a more of a feud. Um you know, because apparently apparent they were making a big deal out of the fact that House of Torture always cheats to win. Yeah, and, well, House uh, Torture is a big, a big deal in uh, New Japan. And uh, apparently, apparently, now, um, okay, you know, you know, Sonata. Yes. So Evil and Sonata were a tag team at one point. Then uh, Evil turned on Sonata, so he uh, formed the House of Torture, and this is, and uh, he took Dick Togo with him. And I believe Dick Togo was part of Kaintai at one point in the WBF back in 97, 98. Oh, damn. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Ah, it all comes back around full circle, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but, um, but despite the fact that this was a shorter match, and, and to be honest with you, I specifically remember about this match that I didn't think it needed to be on the card mm-hmm. um but you know there did seem to be more of a explanation and and um and that kind of thing um if i could speak correctly um on commentary as to what was going on here so that did help um the the ending was weird though i like the i like the suplex on narita um, but then, then he got, somehow he got a bar of some sort, like a weightlifting bar, they said, mm-hmm. um, to put in Yumino's mouth to, to assist with the, with the pen. It, it, it was, it was like a cross face maneuver of, of some kind. Again, uh, I was torture. They always cheat, uh, to win their matches. Especially yes. with Dick Togo on the outside. Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of got that impression. Um, but uh, pardon me for the lackluster review on the last two matches, but I remember, I, I specifically, I remember for this one, like, why is this on the card? It, mm-hmm. it just felt like it didn't need to be. Um, but then again, um, that could be my inexperience with New Japan. So but so, so, so sometimes all these matches, when you you're looking at the card and says tag team singles match, but there's really nothing else there but that. I think yeah. some of these matches are on here to fill out the card. Yeah, and and I always hate it when when you when you have filler matches that are obviously filler matches. Um, it just like especially on a on a show this big mm-hmm. because I do understand that this is Japan's version of WrestleMania, yeah. Um, and and arguably the biggest non-US show of the year. Um, no, I mean, actually, the- no, actually, I've seen that earlier because I was looking through like the old events from the two and now all that. Yeah, I should make a list of all the. All the matches, all the championship matches, and uh, give make you a list of all the championship matches from every single one of these pay per views. Oh, that that would be cool. I I would appreciate that. 
Um, but that would take a long ass time. Oh, oh no, 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 that would take long. I I fly through these. Oh well, then you are one hell of a nifty son <laughs> bitch, aren't you? Um, quite quite nimble. <laughs> you can just shoot right through these. Um, but so the the next match that that really caught my attention. The previous two matches, I was kind of like, eh. Uh, but um, the the next match really really did catch my attention, and I was paying very close attention yeah. to this one. This uh, one, Tamatanga and Shingo Takagi. Yes. Again, this is the dragon. That that's Shingo Takagi. He's a green dragon. I love this. This guy is like one of my favorites from when I started watching New Japan in 2018. Yeah, and 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 it showed in this match. Uh, just and despite the fact that that it was sub fifteen minutes, um, this one was uh, fantastic. Now I do have a I do have a soft spot when it comes to Tama Tonga because I was able to announce one of his matches uh, when he did a guest appearance at um, at one of the shows that I'm associated with. So that what was mean, cool. What do you mean announce? Like you were the announcer, the ring announcer. Yeah. Oh. Yes, I was. Wow. Well, look at this. Ben's a ring announcer. <laughs> yes, Here we go. Was... <laughs> yes, I, I've, I've done that several times. About to enter the ring. Dad. <laughs> yes, and I've actually, I've actually made that announcement as well. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he comes up. Let me, let me ask you this though. Do they put you in the ring or do you like just do it from like ringside? I do it from ringside because it oh, would take okay. too long to uh to get me in and out of there. So it's just it which I understand and I, I'm I'm the one that actually said, you know, let me just do it from here. Oh because okay. it's it's less time consuming. That's sure. cool. Um but uh yeah, but this one really got my attention back in the show because it it was starting to drag with the last two matches that I was talking to you about. Um, and um, they had some really hard-hitting uh, action in here. I, I really liked the, um, the running elbow to the face mm-hmm. by Takagi um, yeah. to knock Tonga outside. And then, as a result of this, we got a very uh, Rey Mysterio-ish kind of maneuver um, with a with a flip dive. I forget what they called it, but we've seen enough flip dives in wrestling uh, when they go over the top rope. Yep. Um, and then uh, we got Tonga hitting a neckbreaker. I, I took notes on this particular part, so that's why you're hearing me call moves. And then and a top rope suplex, um, which which kind of like which kind of like na- nasty because the bounce was kind of like uh, reminiscent of um, reminiscent of the bump that uh, that um, oh what is what is that one guy's name in Imperium Giovanni Vinci there you go kind of kind of looks like um, his his night when he took that. Uh, drop kick from uh, Kofi Kingston. So I was glad that that nobody got significantly hurt on here. Um, and then I loved, 
I loved Takagi's um, powerbomb because there are so many powerbombs that just don't look authoritative. Like, I, I've seen sit-down powerbombs that don't even look authoritative. But this one, this one was, was nasty looking, so I appreciated that. Um, and then one of my one of my favorite moves of all time because it reminds me of, of Stone Cold Steve Austin back in the day. Mm-hmm. The gun stun. I love that move. Oh, you mean the stun gun? Uh, yeah, but they call it the gun stun in New Japan. That's why I called it that. Oh, oh, okay. okay. I, I took particular note of that. They called it the gun stun instead yeah, like, of the like stun they, gun. They, they do it backwards in Japan. Like, even when they announce the name, it's like... Then instead of Hiroshi Tanahashi, they say Tanahashi Hiroshi. Yeah, I, I, I was going to ask you about that when we, when we got to that because um, because I, I specifically noticed that. Now, granted, I'm not the best at understanding Japanese language. As a matter of fact, I don't understand a goddamn word, which is why I was so... Anyway, that's, why, that, that's why I'm a translator. <laughs> Which is why I was so thankful that we had English commentary, but I did notice that they were saying certain certain names backwards, and yeah, I especially they do noticed that. it they was do, they do last name first, first name last. That that was weird. That was weird. Yeah, but yeah, th- this was this was a very good match, and um, Tama Tonga got a, a very nice send off from the fans. You know, he, he walked through the the crowd to get back to wherever he was going. And uh, you know, slapping, uh, slapping five with, with the kids. So apparently, um, no, he no. can. T- Hold on. Do you think yeah. uh, he's on his way to WB? Maybe. I I wish he would be, I because I think he would be great. But about Tonga Lola, where is he? I I haven't heard from him though. I haven't heard from him much either. Because I was looking at I was looking at Gorillas of Destiny and this is, it's weird when I'm looking at Gorillas of Destiny and I don't see Tamatanga and Tangaloa I only see Hikaleo and El Fantasmo and so it's it just yeah. sounds weird. Well, because when 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 they said when you were going down the card for um for this show when you said uh, Gorillas of Destiny I, that's that's what I was thinking. Uh, Tama and Tonga and Tongaloa, but yeah. no, apparently not. Um, so partially that kind of pissed me off, but this um, but this match was was fantastic, and um, and then the the ending sequence for Tama Tonga was amazing because all of the moves that he hit, I thought were the finisher, right? Because he hit, hit so check this out, right? So he hits a Styles Clash. Yep. Then he hits a, a, a gun stun. And then yep. he hits the DSD, which you'll, you'll pardon me, I'm blanking as to what that stands for. I'm go I'm going to look that up just so I don't sound like a moron. Yeah. Um but um but yeah, all three of those moves, I'm like, okay, you can pin him now. <laughs> <laughs> Like I think this is overkill. I think he's dead. <laughs> and uh and sure enough, with the with the DSD he finally got it done. So this um this was a very good match for yeah, it was. Uh, what I what I understand is that um the uh 
the never open weight championship is kind of like the the intercontinental title of New Japan. Well, they 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 have an intercontinental title though in New Japan. I know, which which is what which is what confused me. But when it, I was, it, it, it's weird though. But when like, I was looking it up, yeah, as to you know as to um what the deal was, you know the description that was given to me regarding this title was the Workmen's Championship. Yeah, and see, like all these titles that they have in uh, New Japan, it gets confusing. Um, so let me see if I can find what, um, DSD stands for, because that's... Actually, do you you know the history of the title, the Never Open Weight? Uh, no, I don't. No, I'm just looking it up, because I don't know, but, uh, the the, the inaugural tournament took place in, uh, 2012. And the finals were Masato Tanaka versus defeating Carl Anderson to become the very first Never Open Weight champion. Uh, and I'm sorry, who did that? Masato Tanaka. Okay, very good. Oh, that's the name I know from the from the ECW days. Yeah, yeah I can't I can't find what the DSD stands for, but my God, it was one hell of a finisher. Um, so um, so that was definitely a uh, a high point for me early on in the evening. And again, we're not doing the high points, the low points, because this is a um, pay-per-view that we're going over but if if we were doing the traditional format that would definitely the D- uh, get a high point for me dst the dive shack driver which is a double underhook power driver yes and and i was like at first i was like why are they calling it that because because i had i had seen this move so many times courtesy of uh, rest in peace, Jay Briscoe, because because it's pretty much the Jay Driller to a T, mm-hmm. Ex- except that they end in pile driving position and not on their face. Um, so so I was I was thrown off because I saw that uh that move several times throughout the evening, um so. Yeah, I guess, I guess yay for my observatory skills. <laughs> but uh, but let's uh, let's move on to the next match. The next um, match we had it was the Gorillas of Destiny uh, versus Bishmon, which uh, I still don't understand how they're number three or number four in the PWI top tag team list. But that this no. was a winner take all. Well, quite and quite frankly, I was surprised by everything that was on the line because my understanding from talking to you was that Bishamon was more of a uh, comedic tag team. No, no, uh, no, no. I never said they were comedic. Uh, you, that's Toriano, who is the comedic wrestler. Oh, the, oh. The, guy, the guy that was in the Battle Royal. Oh, okay. He's a comedic wrestler. The Bishman is um, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi, which when I started watching New Japan, 
this guy was like one of the worst wrestlers. Like there, there was just there. There was like really nothing special about him. He was just plain. Yeah. So, well, luckily, based off this match, I would say he's gotten a lot better. Yeah. Um, so I'm not gonna go over this move by move. I kind of did that. You know, special for Thomas Hunger because I have a I have a soft spot for him and uh, mm-hmm. and and uh, Gallows. So pardon me for having my favoritism show, um, but uh, <laughs> but this would be another high point for me. Yeah. Uh, with with this match because I haven't seen a lot of Gorillas of Destiny, um, but from what I have. Um, I thoroughly enjoy them, and this was another example. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Elio, please correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but isn't Hikaleo Tomatonga's brother? Yep. Okay. Yay! I got one right and didn't have to be corrected. Yay! <laughs> um, but um, but uh. So again, this was for both sets of titles, and um, going going in the Gorillas of Destiny hold the strong uh, openweight champions, and uh, Benjamin holds the IWGP tag team titles. Um, so this this match had a lot of uh, a lot of big moves. I was actually surprised they didn't have more near falls. Uh-huh. Um, but like I said, I don't I don't want to go over this move by move because if you were looking for that, uh, you know, you could just go watch a show or or read a review. Um, and I don't want to do that because I think that's boring. Um, but um, but yeah, if you guys are interested in going back um, and watching this, this is definitely I wouldn't say it's just as good as like the big four matches on the card. Because mm-hmm. that that wouldn't be true, but um, but this I would say that this is still a a standout match. Um, so if if you're interested, definitely go back and take a look. Now, you know, here we go with a match that is um, that it, it that in my opinion is part of the big four and and was treated as such. Um, El Desperado versus Haram. Hiromu Takahashi. Right. Hiromu Takahashi, part of uh, LIJ. He used to come out to the ring carrying a purple cat. Was it a live cat? No, no, it was like one of those old plush animals. Oh, thank God. I was yeah. gonna... <laughs> <laughs> like that, 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 that's uh, because I had never heard of this guy, and then um, that's what was told to me. When I first saw him, because I'm thinking, did they paint the cat purple? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Please don't do that. All <laughs> <laughs> right. To say the Wizard of Oz. And, and this is you ain't with Wizard of Oz. I was gonna go with uh, meet the parents when um when he spray painted um, so thank God he didn't do that. We still have standards in professional wrestling. Very good. Um, uh, but oh, yeah, wait, this, what do you think of this guy? Him from Takahashi, though. From from what I saw, I was I was I was very impressed. Yeah. 
Um, and 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 I can I can definitely understand why he's also um, a big deal because to this point, um, I thought that this was the best match. Um, and then and then of course we get, we got to the next one, but before we do that, um, I love the Tiger Bomb. Can I just be a fan for a minute? Okay. Like, I just for some reason it just. It's an it's an old school kind of move, and it's not the most exciting maneuver. But whenever I see it, it just it warms the old soul because it's just you know that's one of the things that I remember as a kid, like when um when all the Japanese wrestlers would come into um would come into WCW. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so again. And you might be catching this as a theme, but because of the fact that I don't watch uh, New Japan on a regular basis, it's kind of hard for me to like um, pick out standout moments um, from yeah. the matches, like I would with a WWE show. Just like, um, me, like just like me when I'm watching, it's like I'm sitting there watching, but it's like kind of hard to pick out like which moment was. A standout in 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 uh, certain matches. Yes, and but but I, having said that, I would say that this was a standout match. Now speaking of, speaking of standout matches, this is one that I understood quite well because we had a lot of American talent uh, in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, um, two of them were. Um, were people that I'm I'm very familiar with and and are signed to AEW with John Moxley and uh, Will Ospreay and obviously David Finley who who we spotlighted a little bit um, earlier on um, completed the triple threat. Now this match was was fun for me. One because... do you know David Finley's brother? Um, I don't know who his brother is, but I know he's a fourth generation talent. Yeah. Well, well yeah, family. he's fifth generation, but his brother. Uh, I I thought I read uh, where his brother was getting looked at by WWE Brogan Finley. Oh yes, I I have heard that name. Now that you say it, I have yeah. heard that name. Yeah. Um. But um oh yeah, he's currently signed to the WWE NXT brand. Well, they need to bring him up. What the? I mean, they need to put him on the show. God damn! What the fuck? Right. Um, fourth generation talent. You'd think that they'd be drooling all over that. I mean, look what right? they're doing with look what they're doing with Ava Rain. I'm sure. I'm sure <laughs> Broken Finley's better than. Oh Ava my Rain god! Yeah, I still get her like her like you know, being a uh, freaking. Assistant, I don't know, whatever. All right, so uh, back to this match. But um, but yes, this this match was oh my god, fantastic. Um, and a lot of it was done on the floor. There was a lot. It was it was more of a it, it was more of a um hardcore match. And and by by the way, Elio, I'm sure I'm sure this little nugget will shock you. Uh, John Moxley was bleeding. Oh, um, what a surprise. <laughs> good God. 
It's just I'm telling you, the guy looks so bleed, man. And, and the, the, no wonder he came from Combat Zone Wrestling. They uh, they bleed all the time over there. Well, Combat Zone Wrestling is not wrestling. I'm no, sorry. It's not. It's I, don't, not. I, I don't like CZW at all. That that's a joke. Yep. Combat and and by the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this too. And I know we reviewed them once, but I I've done I've done more. Um, research with GCW, I think they're a joke too. I I really do. Did we do GCW? I remember. Uh, yeah, we did. We did one show for them, and it was it. Was it, it was the, the the world or something? Yes, that's exactly oh, okay. what it was. And, and it, it it was just a joke. But this yeah. match was was certainly not a joke, despite uh Moxley's meager beginnings. Um. And um, in this match, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to um, go too much into the moves. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna, but it's not because I didn't pay close attention to it. I just want to do it justice by saying, go watch this match. Yep. Go online and watch this match, and you'll understand why it was such a big deal. Um, and. Uh, it, it, I, I don't like. I don't want to oversell it, but it, it was it was definitely one of my favorite matches of of the night, and and it really served as a nice introduction for me for David Finley, and um and based off of both who he is, but, but most importantly, um the talent that he showed me, um I could definitely see him coming to WWE at some point. Um, yep. and then af- after the match, we also got a-, a standout moment, um, because, uh, Dolph Ziggler, the former Dolph Ziggler, my yeah. apologies, it- it's the same as trying to call Edge Adam Copeland. Um, but, uh, Dolph Ziggler got I- into a, um, physical altercation with Finley so I would be very interested to see where that goes. Well, apparently uh, we have we have, we have uh, information on his uh, the his first match in New Japan. I'm I'm just looking. I'm gonna look it up. But I'll I'll actually I'll look it up during the commercial. Okay, and and again, um, so Finley wins the IWGP Global Heavyweight Title. That's that's another thing I was. I was frustrated with watching this show because there were so many versions of tag team titles and so many heavyweight titles. I'm like, well, which one is supposed to be a big deal then? What the fuck? Um, That's why there were a lot of championships in New Japan. Like, it gets confusing. But, um, but yeah, I mean, this is, um, this was definitely... Uh, the one of the standout matches and would definitely get a high point uh for me for the show speaking of high points this is the one that i that i wanted to be the main event and quite frankly i was shocked that it wasn't all and all due respect to sonata um certainly um but uh Kazuchika Okada versus Brian Danielson. Um, Elio, I, I have a question. Yes, sir. Can we run that back? Because what a great match! The rain, the, the, the rainmaker. This, this match was fucking 
great. Absolutely great. Um, and um, you know, this is the this is the kind of match that Brian deserves on his uh, full time retire uh, on his full time wrestling retirement tour, so to speak. This what a what a fucking match. Um, and just the um, and again, uh, let's um, uh, let me re- remind you folks that this is actually the second match that I've seen uh, between Okada and Brian Danielson because remember they um they wrestled at Forbidden Door, right? And personally, um, I thought this match was better. I mean, just the, the buildup in in the thing, the you know, the technical wrestling, the the hard hitting aspect of it. I mean, we were getting little bell locks all over the place, tombstones by Okada. Uh, you know, it, like I said, it was just um, it it was a nice mix of like technical and I'm going to kick your ass kind of wrestling. And and, um, and Ben, speaking of Kazushi Okada, he's going to be competing for TNA on January 14th at their Snake Eyes event. But, but why? I don't know. I mean, it's, it's like a one-off. I mean, but why would Okada, and I don't mean any disrespect, because I used to watch TNA and I, I enjoyed it. I stopped watching in 2015. But nowadays, it's like, why would these people lower themselves to wrestling for for New Japan, especially when you're somebody like Alibur fucking Kazuchika Okada? Right. He's going to be teaming up with Morrison Machine Guns to face Eddie Edwards, Moose, and Brian Myers. What? That's like a random match. What the (laughs) fuck? Kurt Hawkins gets to wrestle Okada. What the (laughs) fuck is that? That is so (laughs) random. What? (laughs) This is random as the first match we're gonna get on AEW, which I I get I have to go look it up during the commercial. But I'll tell you what, this is so random for Wednesday night. Right, and so to to wrap it up because we're going into commercial. Um, this was was like a submission versus like how hard can you hit. Yeah, because like Danielson was using the label lock to try to avoid and weaken the arm that Okada uses for the Rainmaker, mm-hmm. and um, and that was a big, big focus of the match. So I really appreciate matches where they isolate a body part, but it has a reason for doing so. Um, I feel like that's a lost art in professional wrestling, and this is something. That I definitely appreciated. Um, if there was one drawback to the match, and I'll finish this up real quick, is that it was um, it was much shorter than I was expecting, especially considering um, that that it got twenty three minutes. I was expecting it to go even even faster, but the psychology of the match was really good because while um, while Danielson was targeting the arm to avoid the rainmaker. Uh, mm-hmm. Okada was going after his eye. Um, so this was definitely 
the best match all the way around on the card and something you, you guys definitely need to see. And I need to take a break uh, from talking about the excitement of this match. Well, before, before, we get before, to... before we do that, I found uh, Dolph Ziggler's uh, debut match. And what is that? So it will be Nick Damoth versus David Finley and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Matt Riddle on February 23rd. And what, what event is that? I'm not sure. That one I'm going to have to look up. Okay. But that's uh, the that's his uh, debut match. Okay. And with that in mind, we'll be right back. All right. We are back. We're going to into the main event of WrestleMania 18. Sonata versus Tetsunaido for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Yes. And this is another match that did not disappoint in the least. And both both these guys are members of uh, Lij. Yeah. So so um, clarify for me because I know I know that um, that stable also exists in uh, Ring of Honor as well. Is is that like similar? Could you call that like today's Bullet Club or something? Something like yeah. that. Okay, so in Japan, there are two main factions. There's Bullet Club, and then there's Los Ingobernables de Japón. But then there's Los Ingobernables de Mexico, and there's also La Facción Ingobernables. Okay. So it's like basically all the same faction. Uh, there, there's the Mexico version, Japan version, and um, yeah, and La, La, I guess uh, they call it La Facción Ingobernable in AEW, but basically it's uh, the Mexican version. Okay, cool. Um, oh, so that that makes it that that makes it even more interesting. And Los Ingobernables is a uh, Spanish for the ungovernable. I didn't know that. I had to look that up because I was always well, wondering what that, that meant. That's awesome. Yeah, that is that is, that is awesome. Um. So, so like I, like I said, um, this was definitely one of the highlights for me, for sure. Mm-hmm. Not just not just because it's the main event, but be, be, because you know these are two wrestlers that I've heard about. But to be honest with you, I really haven't had a chance. Tessa Naito has been always been one of my favorites since I started watching. I just like this guy. I just like his whole whole presentation. Yeah, well, I, I I definitely understand now after watching this match because, you know, coming in from a guy who obviously I'd heard of him but really hadn't seen him wrestle, mm-hmm. um, maybe, maybe I saw Sonata last year. I'm not sure if he was on the card. I'm sure he was. Um, Either way, I'm going to look that up while you're talking. Uh, but, um, yeah, there were so many awesome spots in this match. Um, I and I love the little move of of Sonata holding or Sonata holding the ropes open for Naito, like such a such a dick move, but like so cool. Um, and then so in terms of of in terms of moves in the match, um. Good lord, I, I would not. So, so, so Tetsu Naito was in 
The main event of Night 2 of Wrestle Kingdom 17, which took place on January 21st of last year. Okay, well, so, yeah, that, that, that was a joint production with uh, New Japan and Pro Wrestling Noah. Yeah, I, well, okay, well, then I did see that because I remember seeing that last year. Yeah. Um, but so, so much awesome stuff and i wish i could catch the nuances of the psychology in some of these matches but i just can't because i'm not familiar with uh new japan so just know that going in um but you know there, there were there was this one um one section where naito hit i don't even know what it's called to be honest with you so i i I apologize for that, but it, it was like this middle rope cutter. It was really, really good. And then, um, and then he hit Destino, which was, uh, which was he didn't make the cover, which always pisses me off. When you hit a big move, make the cover. Um, I love you know, that. But, That's like his finisher slash signature move. Right. And uh, but Sonata reverses it into a TKO since he didn't make the cover. Mm-hmm. Then he hit a moonsault. We we gotta teach Charlotte Flair how to do a moonsault because these people do it so much better. Um, but no disrespect. We certainly hope you're feeling better um, after your ACL injury. Um, but back to back to this. So. I thought I thought Naito went for went for the Destino too like too much. I counted like three times that he that he went for this move. Um and then of course um we got a we got another exchange toward the end of the match where Naito nails a kick to the head, followed up by a tornado DDT. Um but Sonata countered with a roll-up, and thank God it didn't end that way. God, I hate roll-ups. Have I said that before? Um, right? Yeah. I hate roll-ups. So then Sonata hits another Shining Wizard. He had hit one earlier on in the match, mm-hmm. at, and he did a nip-up. I, I, I loved it. I, I laughed my ass off. It's, regardless of who hits that, hits that move, whenever it's a nip-up, I just, I laugh. I don't know why, but he, you know. Um, and then, uh, so after the, after the uh, tornado DBT, like I, like I said, that was a, that was the follow up with the shining wizard, and then the the deadfall brain buster. Can we bring the brain buster back as a finishing move, please? Right. I love that when they say the brain buster because he used to be like the guy would like fall on his back by his point and land on with Haya was point sideways and dropped him on their head. You know, it's it's just such a such a great move. Like bring that back, please. I bet yeah. the the one thing I love about Naito, you know, now you we've heard Jay you've heard Jay White's theme, right? Yes. It sounds it sounds weird. Right? Well, what does it yeah. sound like to you? Very strange. Have you, now, this is Naito's theme. 
I love that theme. Yes, uh, and I I can understand why. But it, it, the beginning of it does sound kind of similar to Jay White's. Yeah, um, except Jay White has that stupid sharpening of the blades or whatever. <laughs> it's just weird. Yeah, it, it sounds it sounds like Drew McIntyre is coming to the ring. I'm like, he's playing with AEW or something. Oh, Jay White and Drew McIntyre tag team match or or a possible matchup. That would be cool. Yeah, and, but like I. I personally, I'm a big fan of Jay White, but he, I don't think he's landing the way he should in no, AEW. No, no, because in, okay, if you've, you've only seen like a few of his matches in New Japan, but if you've seen like, if you follow him from like, uh, say 2018 when I started, he's a big, he was big in Japan, like yeah, everyone uh, knew Jay White, like he was like the leader of the Bullet Club. Right. In AEW, he's just there. Well, well, I think, and I think that's Tony Khan's fault because he just yeah, has no, so, that's, that's what I'm so saying. much he's talent there. that he doesn't use. But like, look at all the talent he's got in ROH, and he's wasting it. Exactly. I agree. So, um, is this all we have for uh, the minute, or is there more? Um, no, but I mean, this this was highly highly enjoyable overall as a show. That you know there were I think there were two matches outside of the Rambo that I wouldn't have put on the on the card. Of course, it won't um, be the, the House of Torture match. And what's the other one? Um, let me look it up. Um, I have I have it right here, so it won't take long. Mm-hmm. Um, it was um. It was yes, exactly. Okay. Um, but other than that, I I felt like this was close to like the perfect show. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, because all of all of the all of the matches, even though Sonata and Naito were the were the main event, you know, you could argue that that. The three matches before that belonged in the main event because of because of how good they were. Right. Um, I was personally surprised that Okada and Danielson wasn't the main event because I I know for a fact that New Japan Pro Wrestling was building that up big well, time. I'm kind of uh, glad because of course last match for the World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. Which, which, as a rule, you're absolutely right. We have a rule on this podcast where world title matches should always main event the show. So they they followed that, um, and I think that was the right move. Um, but then again, then again, I wouldn't have been surprised if Brian Danielson and Okada hadn't main evented because holy shit. Um, so o- overall, for not being exposed to New Japan Pro Wrestling too much, th- this was a this was a fantastic show because it made me interested in seeing more. And I think because of this show, you're gonna see a lot more um, New Japan shows on this show. And, I'm, I find and I'm, I'm gonna give you more right now, Ben, because January fifth, the day after Wrestle Kingdom. We had New Year Dash from the Sumida City Gymnasium in Tokyo, Japan. And I have the results here in front of me. Cool. 
There were a total of eight matches on this card. The first one was for the World Television Championship. Hiroshi Tanahashi defeating Reisuke Taguchi to retain the title. Then we had a tag team match. Bishmon defeating Ryohei Oiwa and Kaito Kiyomiya. Then we had Gorillas of Destiny defeating Oscar Lube and Yuto Nakashima. And f- okay, so keep in mind, we just had two tag team matches back to back, okay? Yes, I know. Don't worry, I noticed no, that. No, no, I took no, 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 but wait, 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 wait. I'm going somewhere. Match number four a 12 man tag team match. We had Great Bash Heel. Defeating House of Torture, Great Bashio con- comprised of Togi Makabe and Tomaki Hanma, teaming up with El Desperado, Master Wado, and Shota Yumino. And of course, House-, House of Torture, we had Dick Togo, Ichiro Takahashi, Rena Rita, Sho Yoshinobu Kanamaru, and Ibo. Damn. Yeah, I'm not too sure I would, uh, again, I would have been with that Again, one. four matches, they're tag teams. Anybody for match number five? Oh, th- there's another one? These A are ten, all... ten man tag team match. These are all, <laughs> and, these, and these are all back to back. Yeah, we're, yeah we're, not, we're not covering your tag. <laughs> so we had the United Empire comprised of Will Ospreay, Jeff Cobb, Hanare, and uh, catch 22 TVP and Francesco Akira versus the Bullet Club War Dogs. And this was a no contest, a 10 man tag match that ended in no contest. Oh, God. Two strikes against it already. Hold on. Match number six. Are you ready? A 10 man um, tag team match. Wow. Just five guys. Comprised of Sonata, Doki, Yuya Yomura, Taichi, and Takamichinoku defeating LIJ, comprised of Bushi, Hiromu Takahashi, Yoda Suji, Shingo Takagi, and Tetsuna Ito. Um, you know, I'm paying attention to you, don't get me don't get me wrong, and I I do not want to watch that after you've been named six straight small deep person matches. But you know, um we and and I I hate doing this, but I'm I'm looking up uh, the Battle of the Valley card, um, which um, which you said is uh, January thirteenth, yep. right? So that is okay. That's on Saturday. Um, so can we move? Um, can we move Royal Rumble back one more week? Because on Tuesday, I want to talk about this. Th- this card looks insane. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. But listen to this card. And this is why. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. I have to finish this one. Because I, I want to look at the card along with you. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So, match number seven is a four way match. The, with all the winners from the Rambo the night before. And then in the main event, are you ready for the main event? Uh, I'm going to say no based on what you're telling me now. Main event was an eight-man tag team match. Thank God we uncovered New Year's Dash. <laughs> so My this is, God. This is TMDK 
which is Zack Sabre Jr., Kosei Fujita, Shane Hayes, and Mikey Nichols defeating Chaos, comprised of Tomohiro Ishii, Kazushika Okada, Blackpool, and Blackpool Combat Club, comprised of John Moxley and Brian Danielson. Wow. Uh, well, no, thank you. No, that's okay. Now we're going to move over to Battle in the Valley. Ben, uh, you said this card's insane. I want to see, first of all, let me show you. Have you seen the, the cover? Uh, no. What, 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 what? Yeah, let me, let me pull you back up. That's oh, the... oh, that is atrocious. <laughs> Come on. I can do better work than that. Jeez. Okay, so. And, and, and trust me, ladies and gentlemen, he does much better work than that on a weekly basis. So you know what? Let's, um, you, you, you want to do the predictions right now? I mean, we have time. Uh, this, uh, yeah. this way we can just uh, go on and uh, watch it and then uh, do the results. Yeah, let's do um, let's do that. Um, so I'm pulling it back up again. Excuse me. So uh, we we have we have uh, two matches on the pre-show. We have Matt Van de Griff versus Goldie and Viva Van versus Stephanie Vacker for the Strong Women's Championship. Okay, well, I don't know. No, sorry, yet. sorry. A singles match to determine the number one contender. Oh, okay. Um, but but listen to listen to the main card so far. Yeah. We got we got Jacob Fatu, Fred Rosser, the former Darren Young, uh, and Shada Umino versus versus Tom Waller, uh, Jarrell Nelson, and Royce Isaacs. They are collectively known as Team Filthy. That's terrible. Yes, from MLW. Um, That's MLW. Yes. Uh, and then we have Mascara Dorado. Uh, or Mascara Dorada. Mascara and, Dorada and Volador Jr. Okay. Versus Rocky Romero and Sobriano Jr. Sobriano Jr. But but okay, then that's fine. But begin from the fifth match on. This is just like holy shit. Are you ready for this? We okay. got we got TJP versus David Finley, and after that, the new, the, the new TJP. I can't wait. Yeah, that 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 new gimmick is like oh my god. Go and then we have Gorillas of Destiny versus Bullet Club War Dogs. Yay. I can't wait. And then this will be my first opportunity to see this person, but I'm very excited based on the fact that WWE is very keen to sign her. We got Julia versus um, Trisha Dora. Mm-hmm. Then we have the Matt Riddle match, and we don't know who his um, tag team partner is, but he's going against uh TMDK, and I, I don't know if Matt Riddle's going to get this victory because Zack Sabre Jr. and Bad Dude Tito, no, no thank you, uh, me, meaning it's going to be an awesome match, but good luck beating them in your debut. Um, and then we have Eddie Kingston versus Gabe Kidd. Okay, uh, come on. Do you really think uh, they're going to take the AEW Continental Championship off of Eddie Kingston? <laughs> Uh no, exactly. no. So, so that that's already a, um that tells me more than anything that AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling got to be working together. That tells me even more than Forbidden Door does. 
Oh my god, this match, number 10, Shingo Takagi and John Moxley. That just makes me jump up and down for joy. And the final match, Kasuchika Okada versus Will Ospreay. Oh my god. <laughs> Sign me up, please. Uh, all right, uh, yeah, yeah, I can't. Yeah, we have to, we have to do that one. Um. Okay, so you agree with me, right? I mean, I mean, like, like I said, um, she, we, if you, if you don't want to wait till Tuesday, we can even record on the Sunday afternoon, like we did for that one uh, pay per view. Oh yeah! Oh yes! Actually, let's do that. We'll record it. We'll record that on uh, on, on the four, on the fourteenth. Yes. Because no. the, the Ravens aren't playing that day, so that's perfect. Now, let me, um, okay. So, February 23rd, we will be having New Japan New Beginning, okay? And, and I was telling you out there that Dolph Ziggler was having his match on the 23rd of February, right? Yeah. Okay, so February 23rd. Sorry, actually, it's the... Oh, it's no, sorry. It looks like it's going to be uh, two days, February 23rd and 24th. So, February 23rd and 24th, it will be New Japan, New Beginning in Sapporo, Japan. So, what New Beginning is, it's like, okay, Wrestle Kingdom was like uh, New Japan's WrestleMania, right? They concluded everything, okay? New Beginning is is uh where we start all over again new storylines and it's this is on the road to the g1 climax and and i want to cover whenever the g1 climax climax. i want to do g1 climax oh hell yeah man yeah uh, that's a lot of fun that this excites me man i mean i'm i'm really i'm i'm really excited about the possibility of doing more new japan yeah because i think i think that makes our podcast different yeah you know um so i'm very excited and uh and yeah and by doing um by doing uh battle of the valley on sunday that means we can still do um we can we can still do royal rumble 89 for um timeline tuesday now here's the thing for g1 climax they every every um every um day or like every because they have day one day two day three day four etc every event has, always has a pre-show that has like i forget how many matches you don't have to watch those matches you just have to watch the main card okay which is always like i want to say five matches you don't and, have to watch anything on the kickoff show or the pre-show or whatever. Okay. If and you want to watch it, you watch it. If you don't want to watch it, you just watch the main card. Okay. I'll uh I'll definitely keep that in mind. In fact, actually I'm gonna I'm gonna look up Human Climax right now to see if there's anything on uh, the date for that one. So give me a okay. here and let me see. Uh, oh wow! They go all the way down from nineteen. It began in nineteen seventy four. Now oh, that's man. a long way. Now uh, that that's got some history to it. Okay, so there's really um, 
There's no date that the last one was uh, 2023. So there's still, um, they still have to announce a 2024 one, which uh, I'll probably get, uh, I'll probably uh, look up um, after the show. Okay. Cool. But uh, speaking of after the show, we say we bring this show to a close. Yeah, man. I but and by the way, this show was a lot of fun. I don't know about you, but I had a blast. Yeah, this was cool. Um, I really, I really enjoyed doing New Japan. Dude, when I started uh, watching New Japan for Wrestling POV Global, yeah, I'm like okay, it was like at first I'm like I'm not, I don't know about this, like uh, how it's gonna work. Then I started getting into it. I'm like, I love, I love the New Japan wrestling. It's so great, it's so fun. Yeah, definitely. The, but the, the, the one we, we covered this one pay per view, Triple A's, uh, one of the Triple Mania pay per views. That was a chore to get through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure it was. I'm like, no thanks. If I can do that again. Yeah, we'll avoid that. Um, Right. Unless we find one that we want to cover when it comes yeah. up, but nonetheless. Um, so we will be back on Sunday with Battle of the Valley. I'm very excited about that. And uh, then we will be back two days after that with the return of Tuesday Timeline. So you won't even have a chance to miss the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. But in the interim, when you're, when you're looking for us, remember, if you can't find us, you're lying, because we're everywhere. We'll see you next time, folks. Welcome to the greatest love you ever-